Vigue. Goons. Touch of all, Joe. It's only game. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show that gets people talking about something else. This is Big Shiny Goons. This is episode eight. I'm your host, Thomas, and we have a wonderful guest today. They're the writer at places like NBC Sports, Sportsnet, uh, and bylines pretty much everywhere else you can get your uh, sports writing and sports news. Uh, Marissa and Jemmy is here. Uh, Marissa, how's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Not uh, not too much to complain about. Um, how's your season been going? Kind of with the COVID and everything, really. <laughs> Um, a lot different than my last few, that's for sure. Uh, just with COVID, obviously, and not being on a beach, but um, it's just been good to be writing about hockey. Yeah, for sure. And like, have you been uh, writing anything else recently? Like, I know that you kind of um, obviously freelance wherever you, you can uh, write, really. But uh, have you like kind of piqued your interest into other things? Yeah, I just finished up covering the uh, women's basketball tournament mm. for the New York Times, um, pivoting to some WNBA draft stuff this week for a few places. I've uh, been writing for NLL.com a little bit during the National Lacrosse League offseason. So always kind of all over the place. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, kind of reading your stuff uh, throughout the last couple of years. And it's just uh, the one thing that I love is just like the variety, I guess, of just like one constant thread, but then just like covering everything from like your high school sports or whatever and then all the way up to like major like you're just saying the NBA draft covering that um do you find like it's just a different like approach you feel like covering the little the smaller details more personal stories or like the larger just more news or getting that info out there um it's it's always different like dependent on if you're doing like a news type story or a feature obviously for me like the one constant thread is I write about what I'm interested in. There's not much that I write um, that I don't care about. Um, so I, I just, I'll, I pitch most of my work. It's very rare. I end up doing something that someone asks me to do, or uh, sometimes people ask me to do certain things for them because they believe it's a fit, but for the most part, I pitch my own work. So um, everything's always something that I like. So I always kind of go into the, um, in was the approach of how do I make other people care or I approach it from like how would a reader be interested in this so I always try to write for people um, who might not always feel super represented or find stories that there because there's a lot of stories I'm always into that I don't see being covered a lot so um, I always kind of take the approach of like oh I, I want to write something that if I were a reader I'd really appreciate it yeah yeah definitely it's kind of a it's great to shine a light on kind of the lesser known just uh really get those stories out there and that's kind of what the beauty of sports writing really is the kind of stuff that I feel like is missing a lot from uh the industry where it's so like source-based and trying to get like first to the news or anything or just get news and just inject people with that info um do you kind of just really enjoy just getting kind of to the roots of it and the storytelling aspect of it yeah, I find a lot of sports journalism is, uh, or a lot of sports content period is directed towards one singular audience. And that's mm -hmm. not the only audience that consumes sports or media. So I just know, like growing up as um, a woman, as someone who wasn't 
the the same audience as we're, we're always going to see in hockey or sports in general. Um, there are always things I wanted to read about that I didn't see. So now that I kind of have the opportunity to write for people who are like me or who aren't the, the same generic audience, I just like having the opportunity to be like, well, when I was 17, I know I would have loved to have seen a story like this and it would have probably um, gotten me more interested. Um, so I, I just really like kind of finding those audiences because I find it really appreciated. And we already like it, the market's so satu uh, saturated, like um, I'm never going to be the 50 year old white guy writing about why I think this player is good on plus minus or whatever. So I don't have Thank to God. pretend to be writing for them either. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. I don't we need those voices, right? We don't want to <laughs> always see the same old criticize this player for being overpaid or whatever. Or right. All that bullshit. Yeah. Uh, has it like kind of changed your perspective on kind of the industry as a whole, I guess, through the pandemic? I know it's such like a broad topic and it's probably some that has been talked about for the last year. Um, but just like kind of going through kind of what you've had to deal with and kind of um, has it changed your opinion on it or like just your outlook on it? Yeah, I mean, losing my job was really tough. Um, yeah, it, it um. I never like, I, I mean, I wanted to come off the wrong way, but I always felt like I wasn't going to leave the Herald um, on, on my terms. It was either going to be something like that, or I was going to end up leaving for something else. But I mean, the week I got to the Herald um, about a year and a half before I lost my job, 10 people got laid off that week. Um, oh. Our whole sports copy desk got laid off. Like as soon as I got there, we all saw the train coming. Um, especially when the pandemic started, like no one had a good feelings. So um wasn't surprised obviously because of that but um I, I was a little surprised it was me I guess just because I wasn't their most paid person and um I was I don't think my um, opinion of the industry to be unfair um I love doing journalism I I mean if anything like the last year I've become more confident just in my own ability because I've been able to continue having my whole career and everything um everything's just been going on um like I, I've been able to pitch and sell and do all this stuff on my own so I, I've just become more confident in, in myself yeah that's definitely true um yeah it's just like kind of the I guess the reality of everything like it's been uh like I this is kind of not co-related but it's kind of crazy because in my first like I think month of internship at Yahoo Sports is they had a massive layoff so just like going in there bright-eyed bushy-tailed and then just like oh okay just like sitting there just like oh yeah don't come in today like if we're changing things around like changing desks I'm like oh that's perfect that's just a waking up to the industry right yeah I mean like you're always told by every everyone like something I I, I talk to like a lot of college classes and stuff in one direction I never go in I never tell anyone like oh don't do journalism or just like terrible stuff because I find a lot of like all the way back to when I was in college older sports writers will always say stuff like oh you want advice just like don't come in the industry it's terrible that's not productive right. at all um and I hear a lot of people say that so I heard that forever so I guess like nothing surprised me um uh, I never say stuff like that just because I truly believe like if you want to do sports journalism you can it might not be traditional it might not be what you imagined it might not be fair uh like it's definitely not fair like I don't want to be a freelancer it's difficult I, I wish I didn't have to do it but I also love doing journalism and if that's what it takes that's what it takes so I always tell people like if that's what you want to do like you have to be ready to just do it yeah exactly and that's kind of the way the pandemic has kind of shaped it a lot like with people kind of getting more creative with what coverage they want to do and kind of 
more creative uh like outlooks or outputs just of kind of getting your own voice out there kind of instead of trying to go down that creative path or down that super traditional path um but yeah it's just i guess it's just something that has changed and i guess in every industry has kind of changed um but it's definitely true that we generally do need more voices that are unlike those 50 year old uh white men out there <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely the majority of sports journalism. Yeah, exactly. It's it's uh it's definitely a rough go. Um, and you're Boston based, right? Obviously. Yes. Yes, I live in Boston. Yeah. So how has it kind of the I guess the vibe been there for um, I guess the Bruins or anything that's going on there? Well, as we're recording, they just lost <laughs> Capitals eight to one. So right. I don't think anyone's very happy right now. Um, we'll see with the trade deadline. Um, I don't really know uh, what direction they're going in. They're obviously going to be in the playoffs. Uh, they're obviously like a far ahead of Philly. Um, I don't know how deep they can go just because I think the Islanders are too good for anyone in, in that conference. And obviously Washington plays them really well when the Penguins are coming on. So they're having issues with uh, two grass being hurt, the entire defense being out. Um, I'm not sure it's their year, but they're scoring until uh, Sunday night or tonight. I don't know what time this is going up, so I don't want to get the timeliness wrong. Um, but up until this Capitals game, uh, the offense has been playing pretty well. So um, who's to say they've made playoff runs before when people didn't expect it, but um, I, I wouldn't be like giving up the future this year or anything. Right. Yeah. It's kind of that weird year, especially when I feel like teams don't really want to more is their future on a season where they don't even know what's the play, what are the playoffs going to look like? Um, but they're like in a weird, it's almost like this, like hemming and hawing with like, especially with Bergeron uh, getting a year older and everyone kind of trying to huddle, huddle around that. Um, and their blue line that they had to put out tonight. Um, it's not looking the best to really trying to go far into it. Um, but yeah, they're just an interesting team that has played, so well that I feel like once they kind of get people back together, um, anything can happen truly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, they have some pieces there. I'm not sure they're as deep as they hoped. Um, I think Craig Smith starting score, I think he has 11 points in his last mm -hmm. 11 games. He was the one who scored against the Capitals even. Um, that obviously helps. They're not going anywhere if the defense in front of them isn't better, like giving up eight goals. A lot of that is on Dan Vladar, who is playing as a rookie goalie. Uh, you, you have a defensive pair where Jerry Tenorti is on your top pair. Like, it, it's not going to go too well. <laughs> yeah, trust me. Um, covering the Flyers this year, I know too well about uh, bad defenses and bad goaltending. Uh, just watching that every night. <laughs> no, for sure. Awesome. Well, uh, let's get on the first segment. Um, so listening lately. So, Marissa, can you tell the lovely audience what you are listening to lately? lately um yeah so i listen to like the same music all the time um so um i i've been really into florence and the machine the last couple of oh, years yeah. but uh, i have phases in and out and i'm definitely like in one of the in phases right now um i think florence is excellent um she's one of my favorites in, in the whole world i was supposed to see her perform a couple of years ago and then the bruins uh went to stanley cup so i didn't get to um so maybe someday <laughs> 
Um, but I think she's incredible and one of the most underrated like vocalists and performers of the past like 20 years or so. Um, also like stuck in my head for the last week for no reason, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, um, which is out of left field, but I can't stop listening to it by Elton John. <laughs> and um, there's also, I need to find like, what it's called because I finally found the link there's this like absurd Wonderwall remix um and I love the song Wonderwall very passionately there's this remix though that you were playing at um Northeastern men's hockey before their games okay. and I do stats for them so I would always hear it I was like oh what is this and nobody had heard of it and then finally someone found it for me on YouTube it's not on Spotify and it's just like the wildest remix and I love it and I forget what it's called. So it's no help, but I tweeted the link recently. So anyone who follows me can probably find that, but it's like rainworm, like so bad. Like I can't get it out of my head. Oh my God. I'm going to have to check that out. It's like, I just, I have this weird inkling for like, just loving mashups or just like really stupid. Oh like, yeah. I I've been like getting into mashups lately and I never have been into them. I think it's because of TikTok. Um, I was also doing stats for a, a soccer game in Northeastern like a week or two ago, and mm. they had a mashup that was complicated by Avril Lavigne and then The Wall by Pink Floyd. Oh. And it was so <laughs> wild. Like those songs don't go together, but it worked. So um, I, I've been like into mashups because I was like, okay, like I'm sold. This is so weird. I want to hear more. Yeah. It's like one of those things where it's just like, they're probably so easy to just put together by people that like know it, just like match up keys, match up beats, whatever. Like some music is always just at the same tempo anyway. So it kind of just fits, but it's just like finding those two, like you were saying earworms, like two earworms that perfectly just go together. So they're recognizable and then yeah. just like by themselves, but then you could just be like, Oh, that's like interesting. And just like, just click something in my head. And I don't know how music works. Like, I don't know, like, tempos or, like, why things work when they do. Or, like, I, I read stories all the time where they're, like, oh, every song fits into, like, this four categories or whatever. Or these, like, notes. And I'm, like, I don't know what that means. Um, but cool. I just like my specific songs. I think music's cool. I don't know how people make it. People who write songs are, like, the craziest people in the world to me. I'm, like, oh my god like how do you do that like people who write lyrics and then they make music to go with it I think that's like the most insane thing in the world like I can't believe that well I'm sure some people are saying that about writing articles too like Jesus like <laughs> like I try to mimic my way through blogs and shit but like it's still not a perfect work of art every time <laughs> writing is hard it's honestly hard it's it's hard every time like writing is one of the one of the reasons I love writing is like you're never perfect at it so like I can learn something tomorrow that I never knew and there's stuff I learned like in college that some people my age don't know yet like it, it's not linear and I think that's super fun yeah like it's so like you could always just do the formula of like the news or formula and just like pump those out like I was basically trained to do throughout any internship that I had of just like getting out oh the trade happened okay info boom mm -hmm. boom here you go um but it's like that's like the math side of it but then you could also mm -hmm. like do the art side of it of like forming like changing up the formula or something and that's maybe how just I my stupid brain just 
thinks about it and sometimes when I structure it's shit. never easy and like I'm a writing nerd so like I can go on and on about it all day because there's sometimes it, it's like almost like baseball like you're gonna hit home runs sometimes and you like don't even feel it off the bat you're like this was just a good one and then you're gonna have ones that just like hit off the end of the bat and it's a ground ball the first and you're like that one hurt <laughs> it yeah. didn't work out um sometimes it's great sometimes it's not sometimes struggling to feel like you just like can't get it to work for whatever reason even like a story you're really passionate about and you know what you want to do and like one day you can't and the next day all of a sudden you can like a lot of it is just a feel and I don't know why and then like th that's one good thing where experience comes in and it's why I like getting reps and writing so much is like even when you're having a bad day you can do something that's like still better than a lot of people and no one will know the difference and that just comes from like just being able to fall back on like what you already know so that's one of the reasons like I try to get as many reps as I do too is because like especially when you're on a beat and you're writing every day and a lot of it is like relatively boring like how many fun ways can you write Tori Krug's not I practice today or whatever right. um, so like just having that experience of like I have to make like this relevant or also like you have to make people care about topics they might not care about um, it can be fun to try to do that in different ways. And like I said, even when you're having an off day, you can just like fall back into that experience because you've just done it so many times. So it's fun. It's like every day is an adventure. You're like, what's, how's it going to turn out today? Yeah, exactly. Like it's so just up in the air and you could just try to wing something, um, or you could kind of write something that's more structured or something that's more of an idea in your head that you've kind of been so familiar with. Um, do you, listen to a lot of music while you write are you kind of one of those people um it depends so, like I transcribe so much so when I'm doing mm. that I can't do that um lately I've been doing Otter more where I don't like listen to it as much um because you can like look at the live um recording um it types it out so I've been doing it more um when I'm doing like a lot of research because I do a lot of that for pitching I listen to a lot of music and I I'm like one of those people who has like playlists for every mood um okay. which are just like the same songs over and over again but when I'm feeling different um but yeah no I listen to a lot of stuff I'm the type of person though like I will get a song stuck in my head and listen to it 10 times a day for a week so a lot of the time that's what I do um uh, and then I just have like a lot of stuff that I just listen to like every day no matter how I'm feeling yeah so like give me give me a taste of those playlists like are there like concentrated playlist or like I'm out for a walk playlist like I have a what walking are you playlist um <laughs> I have like a moody playlist um I have one just called vibes and only I really know what that means like I, I will know <laughs> when I'm feeling it um yeah. I had like a quarantine playlist I made a playlist when I lost my job I don't really know why um I've been making a summer playlist because I'm gonna once I'm fully vaccinated my best friend's already fully vaccinated and once I am I'm gonna visit her so I'm making a playlist for that oh and then I usually have like just one central playlist that has everything mm -hmm. um and right now that one's like a lot of Fleetwood Mac because that's kind of in my mood for like a year um so a lot of that lately and that's like its own whole playlist or um so my main <laughs> playlist is 16 hours long okay and I will just put that on shuffle and whatever comes up and it's like Fleetwood Mac Florence Imagine Dragons Taylor Swift um and just like random stuff that's either stuck in my head or that I like and so I was showing it to someone the other day and she told me it was chaotic because there was no flow to it and I'm like no it's just stuff I like it's pretty simple 
Yeah, honestly. The so the last episode had Julian McKenzie uh, of the Athletic on, and he was telling me about um, a playlist that he has. And he basically has one playlist only, but he literally just adds it adds songs that he likes to the end of it. So it's like a billion hours long, and it's like, ba- but he basically views it as like a timeline of his life. He said he like since he graduated oh, college like three years that's ago. That's so interesting because the title of my current playlist I'm doing that is is called My Life as a Soundtrack. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's a crazy concept that I just never thought about, like just adding songs that you like and then just like, oh yeah, just scrolling through back. Like, oh, I wonder what I was listening to, like really feeling four months ago when this happened and be like, it's just like this concept that I just never thought about. Well, music's like so tied to memory. Like I will hear mm-hmm. stuff that will remind me of like certain moments and stuff or like um, just let, or like just things that have happened. So that totally makes sense. Like I've, I've had to like remove songs from my playlist because it will like remind me of something too much or whatever. Just like n- nails you kind of that way. Just where I'm like, yeah, no, I don't need this right now. Yeah, I don't need this in my life just right now. <laughs> and then I'll go back to it eventually. Just like there's yeah. some stuff I'm just like, no, nah, I don't really need that anymore. Yeah. So um, generally, how do you kind of like discover new music? Is it like recommendations from other people that you kind of trust with that taste or just kind of browsing? Um, A lot of it lately has been TikTok. Okay. Um, yeah. I'll just hear something and be like, oh, that sounds cool and check it out. Um, then a lot from like TV shows. Like I just finished watching the Umbrella Academy a couple weeks ago and I like a lot of the music in that. Um, so I ended up just like I, what I end up doing sometimes if I like a vibe. So like I looked up the Umbrella Academy um, soundtrack and I like found out what songs were on it. But sometimes like, you know, how there's a song and you're like, oh, this is definitely like related to another one. And like, you can't really explain it. So I will like search on spotify because on spotify people make like wild playlists for literally everything um so i will google or uh, not google like search on spotify like um umbrella academy vibes and people like make playlists on stuff like that and i'll just go through it and people like are really good at connecting those things so i will just find stuff on that um and then after that like just like the artists i like like taylor swift will come out with new stuff so that's Mm -hmm. an easy one um used to be going to karaoke I, I love karaoke and hearing other people perform stuff would just like remind me that certain songs exist like there um my friend lives in Annapolis and I visit her a lot and there was one karaoke night we had where this one woman performed Dream On by Aerosmith and it was just like the best like I will never forget how good it was like this weird bar that like like these two guys went up and performed like the Humpty dance like it, it was like no vibes at all it was just like insane and out of that this woman like could have been a professional doing dream on and it reminded me that song exists so now I listen to it again oh my god that's perfect do you prefer the public or like the private room karaoke uh oh public you have to put on a show oh, yeah. that's the point I've never done I'm not I've gonna sing only... to like a couple people who can like perceive me and know me and have opinions that's not gonna happen I mean, yeah, it is always daunting, but it's always just like just screaming like Billy Talent or some 41 in like your friend's face just for an hour sometimes. Yeah, I can't. I'm a performer. I like I like a big audience. <laughs> yeah, I like a big audience of people who don't know me. And then they'll just and then they'll just like wipe away. It's perfect. Yeah, I'll never think of me again unless something went horribly wrong. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to the main main section, the main segment of the show, why people are here. 
uh, not why people are here generally, but <laughs> what's the title of the show? Um, so Marissa, can you tell the audience what your album, what you, your album that you chose, what's your album? Yeah, Night Visions by Imagine Dragons, which I'm sure anyone who knows me would not be surprised by that. Um, Imagine Dragons have unapologetically been my band for a long time now. Um, I really started getting into them like right before I went into community college in 2013. I started community college when I was 16. So like weird part of my life, obviously. Um, And I always like, I used to listen to radio like just like the FM radio when I went to bed, like, cause I need to have like some, like some people have white noise machines or whatever, but I listen to music. Now I listen to my giant playlist. Um, but I used to listen to like FM radio and it would be like top 40. So like, I would always hear like radioactive and I'd be like, Oh, that's a cool song. And it like never thought of it again. Um, it was also like when Adele was getting big and I'd hear like rolling in the deep and be like, Oh, that's cool. And move on. Um, and then there, I forget the name of the channel. There's like this one concert channel, like Palladium, maybe something like that um and imagine dragons were performing and i was like oh they rock like this is a really cool show and i know like one song by them i'm gonna look them up more and they had just come out with smoke and mirrors which was their second album and i was like okay i'm all in they're awesome i love what they sing about but so like night visions is their first album first studio album uh their five main singles off of it which like everyone knows those ones those are radioactive demons on top of the world um uh, it's time and then hear me which I guess isn't a single in the United States it's only in the UK but it's also like their best song on the album but whatever um, so they were all on an EP that had come out before they had signed with a with a record label so they came out with that EP and it was obviously incredible because you have like all those bangers in a row and they got discovered and they ended up making a whole album off of it where I think their deep cuts are better than their singles off of that anyways Um, which makes me just sound like really pompous and annoying, but it's just true in that case. It's not true for all of them, but for them it is. Um, And like, I saw on TikTok the other day and I had to like go down this rabbit hole because I'm like, I know this isn't true. But there was like a whole thing where people on TikTok were saying they're radioactive and that whole album was originally written for the Spider-Man musical. And I was like, no, I know. Like, I there's no way that's true. I've been in that fandom too long and it turns out like one of their producers was like looking for inspiration for the spider-man musical but wasn't using imagine dragons for it so it's just a rumor gone wrong because it's not that's not it um because i was like don't kill my vibe that that whole album is about like overcoming anxiety so we're not going to do that um but um anyways yeah that album like has been my favorite album forever it probably always will be i have a lot of other albums like when you asked me i was like i almost did lungs by florence and machine because i really love that Mm -hmm. one too um and i almost did rumors by fleetwood mac too but i figured i would be like way basic um and no one wants to hear about that from a 24 year old i don't think um (laughs) i feel like people would get annoyed um but yeah night visions has always meant a lot to me as an album because it was again like when i was starting in college and like that part of my life, uh, my graduation cap, when I graduated BU, I used the lyric from It's Time. I used It's Time to Begin, Isn't It? Um, because that's a great song, just about like getting going, like in life in general. And your music video is super weird, so I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I was, uh, they, they've had a few different eras. Like, I, I think a lot of people know Evolve because that one has uh, Believer and Thunder. 
Um, and it's so different from night visions. Like you can connect the threads of like the meanings to a lot of like all their albums. You can like really connect together really well, but night visions is like the most raw, the most emotion, the most unrefined. And I think like just their whole personality and like their whole meaning really comes through in it really well. So I've always really liked that album a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It does feel like they're kind of just, when you mentioned it, I kind of did a little bit more research because all I know is from Imagine Dragons is pretty much just their singles and whenever it comes on, um, that it was kind of like, it was interesting that this was, again, what you're saying of like, it's traditional that like EPs are kind of formed before and then like brought on, but it's interesting that all of those singles were from EPs as well. That it's like specifically that they produced those songs that became hits already by themselves and not with the help of their major record label so i feel like that would probably made this record kind of more organic or sense or like or maybe their later ones like do you feel that way um they write all their music uh dan Reynolds, mm. their lead singer he writes everything and all of it comes from like his personal life and feeling so they have their fifth album coming out we don't know what it's called yet but they have two singles off of it and all of his songs right now like he almost divorced his wife and then it didn't happen and they're together and have like kids and stuff so like all of his songs right now is about like that relationship basically um so like that, that's probably going to be the vibe for this one in their last album origins which was like a sister album to evolve uh because a lot of them were written at the same time but also like that one was a little more raw than evolve too because because it feels like they just kind of released that because they just like had all these other songs and they're like okay well we already have them, but they have a similar vibe, but it's a little darker, a little edgier. Um, there are a few songs off that that like just don't sound like what they would traditionally sound like, but they really like to experiment. Um, so one of their new singles, Cutthroat, like sounds like very more like metal screamo, which is not what you would associate with Imagine Dragons, but they do have a history of it, like all the way back to Spoken Mirrors, which came out in 2015 when they did Friction and that song like really didn't pick up for a while because people are like oh like you're not used to like hearing them screaming or like I'm so sorry which was on it was on like a few NBA commercials too and like a few people like people will complain all the time about hearing like Imagine Dragons on commercials and then they will hear songs that they're not used to hearing from them and they're like oh that's cool and they hear it's them and they're like wait a minute what um because like they are they're, they're really good at like genre bending like they can really do a lot of different things they have like slow songs love songs like um they're they're most known for their like heavier ballads because those are their singles traditionally like believer or radioactive like these dramatic like college football commercial songs um but they have a lot of like nicer slower songs it's like it, night visions i like because it's like more angsty emo sometimes like some of it's just like this would fit in like 2004 emo era um like nothing left to say which is my favorite song by them is nine minutes long and it ends uh, night visions um and like that song ends with two minutes of just instrumentals and that's not okay. something you would associate with them traditionally um mm. but it's excellent because i find they what when they do really well they're really work they're, there's only four band members but when they're all like really involved um that's when they, they sound really good especially like so hear me which i mentioned which is only a single in the uk i believe i haven't checked on it in a while um that song's great because you really hear like other vocals in it too and it's just like really comes together really well 
So like, again, well, there's a lot of misconceptions of like, oh, they're the band that's on all the commercials or whatever, or they only write arena music. And it's like, no, those are just like those bigger singles. And of course, you're going to release the ones that have more commercial success. And of course, you're going to want to like cash in on that. But like, if you listen to like their entire like discography, you can find a lot of threads that connect a lot of callbacks, which I always like, like even in Origins, you could hear like callbacks, night visions. And that's super fun, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely kind of a, consistent thread with it too um do you find like when you listen to the album I guess like if you're going back on it do you get like kind of jarred by the singles because you've kind of heard them so much in general or kind of like oh like or Um, do you skip it or sometimes no really because Mm -hmm. I've been listening to all of them for so long like I every once in a while I like to go back to listen to any of them especially night visions or smoke and mirrors and just like listening to them in full because um, especially the, the first two night vision the smoke and mirrors I originally heard them like on like a literal disc like in in a car and you hear it in order so um, yeah. I don't even know if people do anymore I feel oh old. this was like six years ago um, so like I like even when I go here one end and I expect to hear the next one start um, so I like doing that and also just because like sometimes you hear it on a commercial or whatever that's like it I guess like everyone's experiencing that but when I'm listening to it it's like what it means to me um so i i also mm. like because uh, we mentioned like the eps they had a lot of eps like they were around for a long time before they hit it big and people don't really realize that sometimes they were around like a solid like four or five years and they went through like different band members and stuff um but a lot of their like deep cut like ep songs are awesome and they actually like released on their website recently like a place to get all of them accessibly so you don't have to like search on youtube anymore because they're like really good and you're like oh why are like these could be singles right now and it'd be really good so I listen to those a lot too <laughs> I'm sure like no one's ever heard of and it's always fun because like they do like Instagram live streams or whatever and they like request songs and you you, you can tell like people are like oh play this song and it's like oh you're like really into them if you even know about that one um but yeah I mean, each of them like means something different to me like when I listen to Smoke and Mirrors it like reminds me of when I'm in when I was in community college especially when I listen to Evolve that was when I had just graduated and I was working at the Boston Globe. So that's what it reminds me of. And Origins came out like right when I had started working at the Herald as a Bruins writer. So, um, and then Night Visions, again, that's their first one. And that one just always makes me happy and like reminds me of the first time I heard them. Yeah. Like, do you have a kind of time and place that you kind of re-listen to to these albums, like dependent on the Imagine Dragons album? Or is it just Um, like casual listening? Yeah, I have like most of the songs that I really like on all my playlists. So they just mm-hmm. kind of come up. Um, there will be like, I'm such a nerd. Like when they'll do like Smoke and Mirrors anniversary, um, which was in like February, I think I will listen to it all day um, and like participate in like the online forums about it and stuff. Um, or sometimes like you're just in a mood because like, I don't know. Um, when I was listening to Smoke and Mirrors a lot, I was in Florida. So sometimes when it's really warm out, I'll, I'll think about it more. Um, but I don't know a lot of music for me is just like vibes kind of like wh- what are you feeling like right now and that's with anything else like when it, it feels like it's time for it that's when it's time for it right yeah it's just kind of it fits in the moment right yeah like whatever is vibing right now like I'm also like again I'm a nerd on my walking playlist where I have like seven hours of music mm-hmm. I have these boots are made for walking on it five times so it will keep coming up because you're walking so you need walking music it's just like sometimes it's so it's the most literal answer the most literal song that just 
it just fits <laughs> it just makes the moment right it's just like yep exactly. this is exactly the pieces the little gears click into place it's just perfect oh god so there's this one song on origins um called west coast which is like a fine song it's like whatever but every time i have a west coast flight i just like listen to it a bunch that's yeah that's perfect it just like it fits even like even the most like kind of ham-fisted lyrics possible basically like, like what whatever. can i make a cryptic instagram story post that makes sense yeah just just like tweet the link to the spotify and just like and then let it breathe you know exactly awesome anyways um let's move on to the final segment before uh we close out the show um marissa do you have any recommendations for the people out there any books articles movies Anything that you're checking out recently of any medium. Okay, so this is the segment of the show, final segment that we get the guest to recommend something to the listener. So it doesn't have to be anything that you mentioned, but just something that you've enjoyed recently, any form of uh, media, book, article, album, single, movie, whatever. For sure. Um, I've mostly been watching a lot of stuff. I... um, have been on Apple TV plus a lot lately, which, um, I don't know if you saw on Twitter, I was talking about my beef with like every streaming service and Apple TV. I was just like, I forget you exist. But then I realized I have media access. And so I've been trying to binge stuff before that runs out. Um, So my recommendation is on Apple TV plus and uh, it's a show called Servant. Okay. Um, I don't know know if you've heard about it, but it's by um, M. Night Shyamalan. Uh So I'm sure eventually... I'm going to be disappointed by it, <laughs> but I've watched the first season and I think the second season is currently airing. I think they're almost done. So I haven't watched the second season yet, um, but the first season, oh my God, it is, it's bonkers. It's like, it's this husband and wife and um, they hire a nanny and you find out that the baby died at like 13 weeks and the mother, mother went like completely catatonic and um the only thing that brought her back was like this hyper realistic baby doll and so they had already hired the nanny before the baby died and so when the nanny gets there she's there to like take care of this fake doll um (laughs) and by this is all set up in the the pilot Mm. by the end of the first episode um the baby is real all of a sudden all of a sudden it's a real baby and (laughs) yes and so like the dad obviously knows that something's wrong the mother doesn't like seem to recognize that that's not the doll um and the baby or the nanny just starts being super weird she's like this really young girl and she is super crazy um there's cults in it there's like um phenomenal acting performances by um rupert grant is in it and oh. then uh I, I toby um kebble i believe is his name um but he was in the episode of black mirror where he rewatches his wife a bunch of times oh. his wife is played by jody whittaker um, like the memory thing and finds out that Yes, right. finds out she's having an affair through re-watching it a whole bunch of times in his eyeball. Um, yeah, so that guy. But they both are playing Americans, so they're both oh doing these, like, really intense, like, 
accents and it all takes place in Philly. It is the most bizarre, but like engaging show I have ever watched. I like every episode. They're only like half hour episodes too. So like you just, uh, I, I got so into it. So I'm really excited to watch season two, but yeah. Um, yeah. It has like, it, it's great. I, I feel like it has like American horror story vibes. If like, yes, right? very much that same kind of like there's a mystery there, but they're not really giving you anything. You're just sitting there going, what is happening? What is happening? But it's so cool the whole time. Hopefully it will not be as bad as American Horror Story <laughs> ended up being. <laughs> yeah. But yes. Yeah. Oh, it's so, so engaging. Just phenomenal, phenomenal show. Really enjoyed it. Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I don't have Apple Plus, but I think I saw like there's a free year or something with i don't know i don't know maybe but that'd be sick i think it's with certain products right. like if you have a certain get a certain iphone or whatever it is that you can get a free year whatever they're doing i'm sure i could get a hookup um awesome yeah. well thank you c for coming on the show where can people find you of course uh you can find me on twitter it's at now you see me with c spelled like my name um, and you can find all my stuff on Fear the Fin and I'm calling anywhere on SB Nation that I'm at. Perfect. Awesome. And you could follow me at No Saratane on Twitter. Follow the show at big underscore shiny underscore goons. Uh, rate and review the podcast. They'll help a lot with the early goings. Get on some lists. I don't know. I don't know how the algorithms go. Maybe it's a for you page. Um, awesome. Yeah. Thanks. See you again. Come on the show.